Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 273. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Katrina Ubell, MD. This is the podcast where busy doctors like you come to learn how to lose weight for the last time by harnessing the power of your mind. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you so much for being here today. I am really, really excited about the episode, the interview that I have for you today with one of our beloved coaches, Emma Corona. (laughs) We're going to be talking about journaling and writing and self-coaching through writing and how written coaching can be so powerful, topic we really haven't discussed on the podcast before. So I'm super excited to share that with you. Emma's going to tell you all about herself and her very interesting upbringing and (laughs) how she came to coaching. And she really is someone who loves written coaching. There are a lot of coaches where it's really not their thing or they just don't like it that much. And and I, I see the benefit of all of it, which is why we offer all of it in our program. But but Emma has a particular affinity for written coaching. And um, really, she wanted to share that with everybody. And I thought it was such a great idea, helping you to understand how you can use written coaching as a tool for yourself on your own. And also how it can be so helpful when you are actually working with a coach or in a coaching program. So it's a great conversation. So fun. She's from the UK. So well, not actually originally, but you'll find out more <laughs> about that <laughs> as we go along. But anyway, she's just such a lovely human being and it just oozes out. I know you're going to be able to feel that. So we love Emma in our program. Our clients love Emma so much. And I'm so happy to be able to share Emma with you today. So please enjoy my conversation with Emma Corona. 
Emma, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So will you please start off by just introducing yourself a little bit, let us know who you are, what you do, and cap it off with letting us know why you're so passionate about written coaching. Amazing. So my name's Emma. I've been working as a coach in your team since 2019. It's been about two and a half years now. So I can't really believe it's been that long already. I know, right? Yeah. It's just been Although I feel like you've been here privilege. from the beginning in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just been so great. We have such a wonderful team and something I always say has been one of the best surprises about this job for me is, is that piece of how much we get to know and love our clients. It's really been a wonderful experience. My background is actually kind of corporate. I worked in research and consulting before I came to coaching. And I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I think it was actually, it felt like almost a bit of a calling to me. Like I remember years ago, I would kind of watch therapists on TV. You know, I remember watching The Sopranos with my husband. He's originally from kind of the New York, New Jersey area. So we watched all of The Sopranos and having this kind of, oh, I'm going to do something like that. I'm supposed to do something like that. And then eventually I got the courage to start studying counseling. And I did that alongside my job. And then from there, I discovered coaching and just really took to it. Amazing. And then I think, yeah, I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) And how you and I connected. I I don't know if you remember, but I I do remember, uh, but tell everybody. yeah, Yeah. Very early on when you had started coaching, I signed up for coaching with you myself. And one of the I think the big things for me back then was I was really suffering a lot with headaches and migraine and I didn't know exactly what triggered them, but I knew, (laughs) I knew some of the things that made it worse, right? I knew if I was drinking alcohol, if I was overeating, if I was really stressed, that would trigger headaches. And it was just so frustrating because I was literally making myself sick and in pain. And then I'd do it again. And then I just couldn't solve that piece of, I know what I'm supposed to do and I'm just not doing it yet. And I think you said to me, why not just give it a try? (laughs) See if it works, (laughs) which I did. So when you were looking to hire a coach, I feel like I already had that, you know, a, a lot of faith in you and in this process and I just thought it would be incredibly meaningful to help doctors, which it really has been. Oh, I love that. I remember, I remember, you know, we coached and then, you know, we, we weren't in contact for a while. And then when we were looking to hire a coach and your name came up, I'm like, wait, is that the same Emma? <laughs> so yeah. like, wait, I know her. <laughs> That's so yeah, cool. She did be a coach. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. great. Oh, so great. And, you know, you can get into as much detail or as little as you'd like, but you struggled with your weight as well in your, your earlier life. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just been one of those things that has been kind of up and down. <laughs> I think I particularly struggled with drinking and I f- feel like 
although I was in a very different line of work, there's some parallels in that, you know, the it was, I would say, my career for a long time was high stress and long hours and a lot of traveling and a lot of kind of, you know, business dinners and things like that. And uh, yeah, so that was all kind of a, an ongoing struggle for me. And so, yeah. yeah. Really I just always think it's helpful, like, you know, <laughs> when you're like, okay, this person really knows what I'm talking about. You know, this this coach has been there and has, you know, is ahead of me on the path. I think that's always helpful to know. Can we also share one thing? Can you tell everybody where you grew up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was born in Manila. I grew up in Singapore, mostly. And then after, funnily enough, just almost by coincidence, really, after I finished up university here in the UK, I went back to Asia and I lived, so Hong Kong, and then Sydney, and then Tokyo, and then Singapore again. So I'm pretty well traveled. Yeah, <laughs> one way or I think another. that's so cool. I love it. I love it. So tell us about why you're so passionate about written coaching. So, well, it's funny enough, I, I don't know if you know, but I'm doing this advanced certification training right now. And one of the other coaches, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing this, she was talking about how she had realized she wasn't taking advantage of written coaching because she didn't quite have that belief that it was effective, you know, as effective as one-to-one coaching. And I think my belief has always been that written coaching can be incredibly powerful. And that's what I've experienced myself. And I feel as though I've had some really big kind of ahas, some really big shifts through coaching myself. You know, in a sense, it's a little bit the thinking cycle in action. So, you know, my belief is that written coaching is incredibly powerful. And that's, that's exactly what I've experienced in my life. I love that. I love that. Because I do agree with you. A lot of people gloss over the power of it. If it's available to them, they think, oh, I don't really need to you know, <laughs> spend time on that. We'll just talk. It's easier just to talk. And sometimes it actually is easier just to talk, but there's, it, there's a power in writing. And I would love for you to touch upon that. Like, what is that power in writing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, just to say, I mean, I do think that the two things are very complementary. They're different. You know, when we're face to face, of course, there's a whole layer of communication there that's kind of nonverbal that we can pick up in body language and in someone's emotions. And in a sense, in written coaching, that element is not there, but there's something different there. And I think the two can be very complementary. You know, it's it's usually a kind of slowed down process almost when it's in writing. But I mean, I guess if you think of writers kind of all through history, you know, so many of them have talked about how writing is almost like medicine. You know, it can be a way of healing. It's a way of, I think most of us have kind of have a sense of that experience. It's like, if you're upset about something, there can be a lot of relief in just pouring the words out onto the page, you know, almost as a release of, of that emotion that's there. But I think also it can give you that distance. It can give you that clarity, that kind of place to organize your thoughts and to kind of 
discover what you're thinking about you know it's like access to the mind access to the unconscious almost 100% i agree with that and i i just have to say that you know i'm not someone who as a you know child or young adult wanted to journal like i have always had a story that i don't like to write <laughs> so <laughs> that's what i tell myself so i really had to i had to really even though I knew the value, like I, I had to overcome my resistance to the sitting down and doing it. And I a hundred percent agree with you. I think on so on multiple levels, first, so often our brains just have thoughts pinging around like crazy, you know, where uh, we can't even focus on anything because like, and don't forget this. And, oh, and I'm so mad at her about that. And there's so much going on that I think of it as like, when you write it down, it's like, you're able to literally put it down. Like you don't have to carry it with you anymore. Now you don't need to think about it constantly because now it's there and you can come back to it later or you can spend some more time think, you know, looking at it now, thinking about it. But it just, it feels like a, a groundedness to me and a kind of a level of peace that I think is different than other forms of, of coaching. Yeah. I, I yeah, think that I it's think- helpful in that way. And I also think, sorry, one more thing. I also think that it allows you some space. Like when you're having a conversation, so many of us are uncomfortable with any kind of gap in the conversation that we're just like looking to fill the space where with journaling and writing, you can like the space makes sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? You write something and then you can just sort of pause. And sometimes you can follow like the breadcrumb trail through your brain. Like, Oh, look, now we're on this subject, you know, or sometimes it, it gives you that moment to really just sit and think like, what do you think about that? Or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, that's the next step for you. Yeah, totally. And I think uh, going back to your point about not feeling like you were drawn to writing, I think that's so common. And I just almost really want to encourage people who are listening to it. If you feel as though you're that person who maybe, right, it doesn't come naturally. You said there was some resistance there. You know, just to consider the idea, I think often a large part of the reason people don't like to write is maybe that they have some judgment around that or, you know, it's it's as if, you know, maybe I'm not doing it right or I should be getting somewhere or, you know, all of that kind of thing can come in. And actually, you know, I hear so many times from clients in the program that when they can really just commit that time to doing it. It, then they discover that it can actually feel good. It can start to become something you enjoy and that feels supportive. Definitely. Definitely. And I think too, like with so many things, we talk about this, like, you know, when we can't write in the moment, we're like, oh man, if I could just write, that would be so helpful right now. But then when we do have the moment to write, it's, it could be hard to overcome that resistance, right? Like, well, I just don't feel like it right now. Or like, I don't want to get into it. I don't know. I just want to like curl up in bed you know, or whatever. I don't really want to do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. So when the time, I mean, that's for sure has come up for me. Like when the, the time is there, then I just really don't want to do it. And so 
I think that it's like so many things. It's sort of like, if you want to get back into exercising those first few times, right? You have to really get yourself to do it. You have to overcome that activation energy. But once you do it on a more regular basis and you see the benefits of it, then it's so much easier for you to overcome that resistance. I think the resistance decreases, but also you start to see like, this actually really helps me. So I want more of that. I'm going to come back and do it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the obstacle was often the time scarcity piece, you know, like why really, can I find 10 minutes? (laughs) And I, I will often say to myself things like, what if 10 minutes now actually creates more time in the day? You know, maybe it's going to make the rest of the day easier or more efficient. Yes. And that has been really helpful for me in just actually sitting down to do it. I love that. I love that. And I found that for myself, I find one of the big advantages for me is even if what I'm writing about isn't necessarily like quote unquote positive, you know, it might be that I'm actually working through something really painful. I do feel like afterward, I have a more positive outlook. Like it's easier to feel good about myself and my life. Like it's, again, it's like that kind of like, okay, I've, I've put some effort towards that. I don't need to think about it right now because the next time I journal, I can come back to this again. It really is kind of like a, of a, like a lightning, you know, lightning of mood, lightning of, you know, that sort of, you know, uh, emotional heaviness that we often will feel like we're carrying around. Yeah. Yeah. I totally experienced that too. So what do you tell people who are worried that if they journal, someone's going to find what they wrote and like a person they don't want. Mm. Finding it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a lot of confidence that we can problem solve for that. You know, I, I think everyone we work with is smart enough to figure out a way around that, you know, whether that's okay, I'm going to have a confidential journal or it's going to be a password protected document, or I'm just going to rip things up and throw them away immediately there's a solution out there for sure. Definitely. And I love it. Like, right. Like and the reason I brought it up is because it really is a limiting factor for a lot of people, right? They're just like, well, it's, I just can't do it. You know, my family's too nosy, <laughs> whatever. but when you think about it in this way, like for sure, there's a way. So what are the options, you know, and start finding that solution. That's so good. Yes. So what is different between journaling and self-coaching? Hmm, that's a good question. So I would say the one of the biggest differences really is that when it comes to self-coaching, you're really reflecting on what you've written. So I, I know that for some of us, I, I certainly this has happened to me. It can as you're journaling, it can almost seem like you're writing a diary entry or a to-do list, something like that. And actually one, one thing that I started doing for a long time is I would just keep some, you know, a a post-it note or something alongside my journal. So all of those things that just felt like they're going on the to-do list or that, what about this would just go on that list. And then I could bring myself back to the journaling. But I think one of the keys is that you're trying to go a little deeper with what you're writing. So you want to be asking yourself questions, you know, how am I feeling about this? Why? Why is that a problem? Where did I learn that? You know, 
really looking at what you've written and asking yourself some questions about that. Yeah, when I was in Japan, I came across this idea. I don't think it's from Japan, actually, but I just happened to come across it there of proprioceptive writing. And it's this idea that you, it's it's very, very simple. You ask yourself, what do I mean by, and then you look at one word or phrase in something you've written. So, you know, maybe it's, you've written something about being a good mom and you ask yourself, what do I really mean by being a good mom? Or you've written what I've written, I'm not doing a good enough job as a doctor. And you ask yourself, what do I mean by doing enough? And just simple questions like that really help you take things deeper. And I think it's kind of like a process of inquiry, really. You're getting to know yourself, understand yourself better. I think that's the key. Yeah, (laughs) I I 100% agree. I 100% agree with with what you said. I think also some people put pressure on themselves that if they're going to, you know, do self coaching, there has to be some sort of, you know, bow, like at the end, meaning like everything's all wrapped up, and there's some sort of resolution. And now I feel better. And it, it often doesn't feel that way. So then they think, Oh, I'm doing this wrong. You know, we get that a lot, right? From our clients are like, I just don't know what to write about, or I'm doing it wrong. Or I just don't think that I'm not, I tried it a few times. I didn't see any value in it. So I just, you know, don't do that. And I think so much of it comes down to just being open to like more of the process. It's not really the end goal so much. It's the process. And if I had one word, could use one word to sum up the value, or I guess maybe sum up what you should be bringing to self-coaching, it's curiosity, you know, like this happened, or I said this, or, you know, I discovered this about myself or about this other person or whatever. So, okay. So I wonder what I think about that. And it's curiosity without judgment. It's not like there's an energy behind it. Like I have to figure this out, or I need to stop thinking this way, or there's no pressure. It's really genuinely just wanting to work it out. And I know you've heard me use this metaphor before. I don't know how often I've used it on the podcast, but I always think of it as like, if you ever traveled with several necklaces in, you know, Mm. like a jewelry case, and then you get home and they are a tangled, horrible mess. And you have all these little tiny chains completely (laughs) stuck together. And it's just a total rat's nest. Right. And you're like, Oh my gosh, where do I even begin? And where you begin is you just try like one place, right? You're like, well, let me see. Can I loosen this part? Okay. I got that a little further. And now over here, can I loosen that? And you just start somewhere and you just keep like wiggling and loosening and you keep at it and keep trying different angles until eventually you have all those necklaces separated. And I often think that, you know, the problems that we have in our lives, is like those necklaces all tangled up and the, the coaching, the journaling can help you to untangle all of it. What is this really about? Why is this really a problem for me? And, and genuinely wanting to know the answer, you know, not going, yeah, because you're a jerk. And I knew that anyway, you know, like really, really genuinely wanting to understand yourself better. And, you know, we always talk about a close relationship with yourself. And this is another opportunity for that as well, just to understand yourself better, to know who you really are at your core. So it's nothing to be afraid of. It's just something that can be really, really supportive. So let's talk about what do you write about? What's your answer to that? If someone's like, okay, but what do I write about? 
Yeah, I mean, it really goes back to your necklace analogy. I think it's, you can really start anywhere, but if there's issues that are bothering you, if there are things that you want to change, if there's a result that you're not getting, that's a really great place that you could start to, you know, it's essentially that's one of your necklaces that you can start to kind of try and unravel. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's going to take a week or a month and that's totally okay. But something I'll sometimes say is if, if you're somebody who's resistant to journaling or you found that you haven't really enjoyed it in the in the past is to start with something that maybe feels a lot lighter like really having a look at what's going well right now what's something I'm that's bringing me a lot of joy what's you know there can be a lot to learn in the positive too so that can be a kind of easier and lighter place to start and you know maybe you come to some of the the topics that are a little heavier or a little harder when you're ready and when you've established more of a practice with it. I, I wondered if it's, <laughs> I, I wondered if this was a good time to mention as well that it, within the Waldo program, of course, we have those prompts that you can sign up to. So that's really helpful, I think, in giving, if you don't have a topic, then that's something that you can sign up to so that here's a, a specific topic that you might want to work on today. Of course, you never right. have to, but no, no, no. And when <laughs> what you're describing is in the weight loss for doctors only program, it's totally optional part of the program, but I would say the majority of our clients sign up for it. We actually will allow you to sign up to get a text prompt Monday through Friday. And I think Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and Friday, there are questions like journaling prompts. Wednesday is some sort of quote. And so that can be a good one to just even contemplate. And what do you think about that quote? And, and you know, just to mix it up a little bit. And I have no problem with that. You know, like it, sometimes we just need something to kind of get us started. I think sometimes even certain journals will have prompts even within them. I, I personally have a bit of a mixed relationship with that because sometimes I come in going, okay, I really, you know, want to journal about whatever. And then there's a question at the top of the page. And I'm like, no, I don't want to write about that. And then somehow I have this dissonance of like, no, but I'm not answering that question. I need to find some blank page somewhere, which I know is silly, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit the same. I prefer to really pick my own topic and sometimes even just try and work on the same topic, you know, day after day. I mean, of course you never have to, but I find that that's one way to kind of really start to make some progress with something definitely but I love those text prompts in that they're kind of a really good mixture of there's some things in there that are like very very practical like where do you need more learning or skills to make mm. the next step you know mm -hmm. something like that that's yeah. very concrete and then mm -hmm. and then mixed up with some that are very reflective yeah yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, something as simple as where do you need to learn more, you know, or something like that for someone who's feeling stuck or confused, you know, that's such a great way for them to access the wisdom that they already have inside of them, you know, like, which we often in coaching, if someone came to us and said, I just don't know what the next step is, we might say, okay, well, what do you think it might be? 
And that's essentially what you're asking yourself. And, and so, you know, what I, just to kind of advance this a little bit further, I think that as you, I mean, for sure, you don't have to work with a coach to get tons and tons of value out of, you know, journaling and written coaching. But if you've had the experience of working with a coach or you're doing this while working in a coaching program or with a coach, what I, I know that I found for myself is if I feel like, well, okay, I sort of feel like I'm at a, you know, sort of a stopping point or, you know, not sure what to do next. I'll often think in my head, like, what would my coach ask me next? Mm, yeah. And then that's my question, right? It's, it's like, it's coming from my brain, but I'm sort of giving credit to you know, the person who I think knows more than I do, or is the person I'm using as a leader, you know, to help me through the, the process. I think that can be helpful too. And whether it's a coach or it could just be even like a mentor or, you know, a really, you know, close friend or, you know, anybody like that, you can kind of just channel that person. What would they ask me next? And then that can get you rolling again. Mm -hmm. What would Katrina ask me now? (laughs) (laughs) I've had full coaching interactions with people in my head. (laughs) I'm like, thanks for coaching me, even though you weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) And we haven't mentioned at all adding in, of course, the thinking cycle. You know, of course, if you, after you've done your journaling, you can, if you just pull out one thought or one feeling or something to put in a thinking cycle Mm -hmm. that that can be something that's so immediately practical and useful you know that that might be something that you're able to see immediately this thought is not serving me here's a more useful way I could think about it this is Mm -hmm. something that could have a immediate impact on my day and of course that's something that would not be a part of journaling but is very much a part of Mm self-coaching Definitely. Definitely. I love it. And there's so many different ways to to do that. You know, I keep doing this thing. I keep taking this action that I don't want to be taking. Okay. Well, let's use the thinking cycle to figure out why that might be. When I do that thing, how am I feeling? And then what am I thinking that's making me feel that way? Like it gives you so much insight into yourself because what we typically do is go, well, I keep doing this thing I don't want to be doing. So it must mean that something's wrong with me. I'm a terrible person, you know, whatever it is like that. We just come to these conclusions that, that just, it's just flat out not true because it's our thoughts and feelings that drive those actions and give us those results that we have. All right. So let's start talking a little bit more about how we incorporate written coaching into the weight loss for doctors only program, which of course we lovingly call Waldo. And then of course, you know, for people who are in masters or VIP, which is our continuation program, we, we offer written coaching as well. So we call it ask for coaching. Would you like to give our, our audience a little summary of how ask for coaching works? (laughs) So you you jump in here if I miss anything. Okay. Explain (laughs) how it works. (laughs) So basically how it works is that clients can submit a question literally, which I find quite remarkable, actually, they can literally ask as many questions as they want at any time. So a client will write in with a question. And then those questions are then published anonymously with an answer on the program website. And then we've got different forums there. So there is a a generic ask for coaching section And then there's a section dedicated for kind of masters and VIP members who have been doing this work for longer. And then we have a section specifically for 
questions relating to food mm-hmm. where and you wage. can ask mm-hmm. yeah uh, literally anything about ingredients or have your food journal reviewed mm-hmm. so once the once a question is submitted they're answered daily monday to friday almost all of those questions will be responded to within 24 hours unless there's something that we as a team want to consult with you about or discuss amongst ourselves yeah so essentially now we've got this huge database of more than i think there's well over 13,000 questions in there mm-hmm. which are now searchable for by any new member so you could just go in there and search on i don't know like patient complications or racism or i don't know yeah. arrowroot flour <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> and then you can bring up all of the past questions that have been asked on that topic and there's there truly is gold in there. I mean, mm-hmm. truly. <laughs> there's, um, there's just now so many questions that have been asked and, you know, and, and coaches give a, a, a thoughtful response to each and every question. And you can just go in and read what other people have, have asked and the answers they've had. And, you know, what's nice about it is uh, there's that convenience that you can can do that at any time. So I, I know like literally clients, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. I know that clients will talk about, okay, I was on call and it was the middle of the night and I just went in into that section and mm-hmm. submitted a question and then I was able to have an answer the next day. Yes. And you get an email that lets you know your question's been answered, which is really nice. So if you've submitted something and you're waiting for the answer, you get an email, just notification to let you know. The other thing that's really cool is we have, we have the search function, but we also have a, a favorites kind of function. Like you can star certain questions and answers that you found particularly helpful and then filter through that. So I know so many of our clients love that because they're like, oh, this one, this one, <laughs> like I want to come back to this one again and again. And you're easily able to do that there. I just want to touch on how just the true richness of this experience, because people are like, well, it's anonymous, but still like, I can't share it. You know, like people are going to see it, but, but really what you end up seeing is you are sharing in the collective wins and struggles, you know, it ends up helping everyone. So you're getting all of the help that you need and want by asking all of your own questions and getting those coaching responses. But then just like whenever you're in a group setting and then someone else asks a question you hadn't thought of and you're like, oh yeah, that's a good question. And I want to know the answer to that too. You get to take part in that as well within the program. So, so there's that's truly the richness of being in a group where other people are struggling with something. You see the, the, you know, the coaching answers and then you can put that through the filter of your own life to allow it to help you as well. So maybe you don't have that specific issue going on in your life, but the coaching still 100% applies to you. I think also sometimes we're just in a really good place, right? We're like, I don't even know. I don't know that I need some help, but you can still be learning and understanding yourself more deeply by reading other people's questions. So, so great. And I just want to touch on why we keep the, the, the form for food and weight and all that separate. I have always just thought that, you know, if you're doing well with your food and you're doing well and you're losing weight, you don't, it's not useful to you to be reading about other people who are struggling with their food and weight. You know, it can, it can actually create 
more mind management requirements from your, your mind. Like, like you're like, I thought it was fine, but now this person says they're doing this. Maybe that's what I should be doing. Maybe I should throw out my whole plan and do something different. Like, no, don't do that. Just keep doing what you're doing. But there's so much rich, great help available to you. So if you are in a plateau, if you're, you know, looking for some ideas on how to change your eating plan or whatever, that's all available to you just in a separate place, which I think is nice. Cause then, you know, you're going there because now you're looking for some food related help. Mm. Yeah. Something I wanted to touch on as well, which I think is tremendously important about this is it's because it's anonymous I think it's such a great forum to bring up subjects that you're maybe not ready to talk about face to face. So I see clients will maybe come to ask for coaching to maybe explore things around, I don't know, body image or infidelity or feelings about getting sued, or maybe that might be the first place they start to talk about a trauma. And I think, you know, there's just can be a tremendous amount of relief in being able to share and kind of have somebody, somebody really just to share that with before you're ready to speak it out loud. You know, I think, I think it's Brené Brown talks about that idea of, you know, shame, shame likes to stay in the dark, likes to hide. And and I think that's a really important function. And it's just also really great for a client who might be, you know, a little shy to ask about something in person, right? They can back and forth in written coaching before bringing that to their one-to-one. And to your point, you know, I think there's a tremendous power there in seeing that you're not alone, you know, that there are maybe there are other women out there who are struggling with imposter syndrome or, I was thinking, you know, how you were talking about being able to save favorite posts. One of the posts that was particularly popular in the last six months was relating, somebody posted a question saying that they felt a lot of shame about having a favorite child. I mean, that was a really popular post. And I think it was something, you know, that that we didn't want to talk about and, you know, touch, touched on something for a lot of people. Definitely. Yes. Yes. And so I just want to, you know, <laughs> mention, you said that we've, you know, there've been over 13,000 questions that we've answered. Do you remember how many of them have been answered by you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, just it's a today lot. I went in, I went in to check actually, because <laughs> I wasn't entirely it? sure. And funnily enough, which is a coincidence, exactly 3,300 today. <laughs> oh, really? Oh my gosh, that's great. It is a lot of questions. questions. (laughs) And I have to admit, I've got to that point a little how you were talking about every now and again, I'll be struggling with a topic and I'll search in there for some wisdom and oh, I had quite a good answer to that. (laughs) I'd forgotten I said that. (laughs) So I will actually kind of coach my past self coaches, my current self sometimes. I love that. Oh, that's so good. I love that. I love that. So, so, you know, we've defined kind of four benefits of written coaching. Let's just touch on them briefly. The first is that you can often gain a lot of clarity about what you're dealing with just by writing it down. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? I think I am sure that you've had this experience too. Just the actual act of trying to frame your question Mm -hmm. can be 
really illuminating. Yes. <laughs> you know, very often I find that I'll be trying to figure out what question I want to ask. And then you kind of figure things out or coach yourself almost on the way. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're several steps further on by the time you come to ask a question. So I think Definitely. just the actual process of, of clarifying what the question really is that you want mm-hmm. answered or where mm-hmm. you want to help, that process in itself is very valuable. Totally. Even if it's just get, you know, like sometimes people are like, well, this is almost like I'm just dumping out all of my thoughts, but like, good. Cause that obviously needed to happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. We're totally fine with that too. I mean, <laughs> very often that, you know, we, we will receive questions that really are just like, okay, here's my thought dump and that's okay too. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the next benefit is using written coaching as a way to move forward between group coaching sessions or one-on-one uh, individual sessions. So how could somebody do that? They have a great coaching session and then how could they benefit from written coaching in between? Yes. Yeah. I, I really think this can be such a big benefit, especially to someone who's you know, like really wants to make the most out of the program. You can discuss a topic in your one-to-one and then, you know, you might have multiple back and forths between, you know, not necessarily with that specific coach, but you can be working on the issue and submitting questions and getting some coaching. And it's just a really terrific way to be, kind of moving forward on something so that then by the time you come back to your next coaching session, you're in a different place. You've, you know, and there's sometimes I think, I think that that can really fuel a tremendous amount of growth. And of course, it's absolutely never necessary. You know, right. you can show up and just come to your individual coaching sessions or groups coaching sessions And that's absolutely fine. But I do find that a client who is really grappling with things in between sessions, that's that to me is a really great sign. You know, they're they're going to learn, they're going to grow, they're going to figure things out. So right. Exactly. There's like a determination behind it. You know what I mean? It kind of keeps the momentum going. I kind of sometimes think about, you know, I can be so visual, but I think of it like in the airport, when you step on the moving walkway, you know, it's like, it's just like stepping on the moving walkway. It just takes you forward a little faster, you know, it gets you where you're going a little (laughs) faster. (laughs) So our third benefit is thoughtful responses, you know, not something that's just quick and hurried. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. So I think, you know, I think it's really comes down to the power of one one or two amazing pieces of teaching or really powerful questions. I mean, I'm sure you've had that experience too, where somebody can just ask you a question that really changes everything for you. Yeah. And as a coach, it's quite a different experience coaching in written coaching versus face-to-face because we do have time to really reflect on the client's words and consider different ways of responding. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a very different kind of process. 
Yeah. I mean, when I was doing more, more now, I don't spend as much time answering those questions, but I did for a very long time. In fact, I, <laughs> my very first group was like almost exclusively written coaching. I, I loved having as the coach, the space to really think like, what does this person really need? Like, what are they really saying? Like, what is going to be super powerful so that it is that one question, you know, that's just like, so powerful. Mm, um, and, like and boom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's, and, that's and it. I think from the client perspective, it it's very efficient, right? It's just like, you know, you, you put that all in, you get that question back. It's like, okay, we're off to the races. Here we go. Yes, absolutely. And then the fourth benefit is that space that is there between when you post and when you receive a reply. <laughs> so tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that when, when we were initially thinking about some of the benefits here is we we're thinking about how in that space where you've submitted your question, but you haven't received a reply yet, I think it almost is as if you start to self-coach yourself. <laughs> you know, you're kind of, an, you're anticipating then what the coach might say. And I think that that's something that similar to what you said earlier, it's, it's almost like you begin to anticipate what the, what, how the coach might answer that question. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why that's so powerful is because we often will get into this mindset where we think, well, I need the coach. Like I can't do any of this. I can't work myself through things. I need a coach. And what you're doing when you're, when you're working yourself through it, even on your own is you're building up that evidence that you have so much more wisdom and insight into yourself and whatever you're going through than you think you do. Yeah. And I mean, that's really what we're trying to do for everyone in the program is to have you get to that place where, okay, I don't, I know what the coach might ask me. Right, <laughs> I'm ready right. to do this by myself now. <laughs> Which is the point, right? Like the goal is not that, that people become totally dependent on us. It's that they actually really know how to support themselves moving forward. And I think that that um, sometimes it can be confusing for some people thinking like, well, I'm going to submit this question and then the coach will tell me what to do. And often it's not, it's not what to do. It's more, you know, <laughs> curiosity on the coach's part of tell me more about this. Like, so, so I guess the what to do is answer this question that I have that will help you to move forward, but not, I'm going to solve all your problems for you and, and, you know, tell you exactly what to say to your boss that you're struggling with, right? Like that, we, yeah. that is not what we do. We help you to figure out what is the best thing for you to say to your boss. Yeah. I mean, I think that can sometimes feel maybe a little surprising to clients at first that sometimes we very directly will say, you know, let, let's say as an example, somebody's in a plateau and is wanting to figure out what to do in terms of their changing their food or what to do next and we might say to them here here's some resources have a look at this you review and then tell me what you think and then I'll <laughs> I'll share with you what I think which you know we're not giving that immediate answer then but what we're tr really trying to do is help every client to kind of have the confidence to figure things out on their own, you know, that, that will be there to, to, to support them through that process, but they're not just getting that answer here and now as to what to do, but they're learning how to 
to, okay, whenever I'm in a plateau, this is what the process that I can use to help Mm -hmm. myself figure out how to go forward. And I personally am, am particularly passionate about us doing it in this way because so much of the weight loss industry is centered around you obviously can't, you know, the messaging that you obviously can't trust yourself because you're in this predicament to begin with. So I'm the expert. I'm going to tell you what to do. Just do what I say. And then we'll solve, you know, your problem will be solved. And then if you don't solve your problem through that, then something must be wrong with you. And that's just not true. (laughs) It's just not how it is. Nobody can possibly know what's going to be the right thing for you even us, right? So we can give you resources. We can give you our opinion, our thoughts based on experience and information, but it's much more of a collaborative process with the the goal of empowering the client to really understand that they do know the answer. You can trust yourself. You can, you have way more knowledge than anybody about yourself and your body and you know how it feels and how it responds. And so it's building back up that trust that you have with your yourself and your body that you really can figure this out. So I think of us as like, we're the guides as we're helping you to recreate that experience. Cause you're born with it. It's just, we lose it along the way. And so, you know, if we really just come in and tell you what to do, that's actually detracting from one of the most important kind of skills and lessons that you can learn. Yes, I mean, it's so true. I I often feel as though one of the pieces of our work as coaches is to really help clients lean into trusting their own authority and wisdom about their body and, and in their life in general. Yes, love that. Okay, so to finish up, we have a few lessons that you've learned from answering over, well, literally 3,300 questions, coaching (laughs) questions, and ask for coaching. So what's the first one? Well, I'm not sure if these are the most kind of profound things. I've obviously... Sometimes (laughs) the most simple are the most profound. There's there's obviously been a lot of learning during that time, but um, these are some of the things that I felt as though stood out to me the most. And the first one, and this really won't come as any surprise (laughs) to anybody listening, is that physicians are often, I think, reluctant to ask for help. And, And, you know, there's, we know there's the culture of kind of self reliance and being strong and being reliable and not needing help. But within our program, we have this resource which allows you to literally ask unlimited questions. And I've noticed so often that clients will be afraid of overusing the service or (laughs) maybe doing it wrong, or am I allowed to ask about this kind of thing? And, you know, and, and so we're always really trying to encourage you to use the resource as much as you possibly can. And it's just, it's fascinating how much kind of caution there can be that that oh maybe I shouldn't be asking <laughs> and we're always saying okay it's okay you can ask right. anything you want literally anything yeah like you're taking up too much you know of of the resource or you know I always find it interesting right because people are worried they won't get the help that they need but then they don't take advantage of the help that's available isn't that so interesting our brains are fascinating <laughs> yes All right. So what's the next lesson? 
Another thing that I've really noticed is that we need to hear the same lesson sometimes in different ways. You know, sometimes it's going to take hearing or asking the same question 10 or 20 times before you really hear the answer. So sometimes we'll have a client and, and some it's it's really interesting. We'll sometimes go back through and look through these long threads where a client has worked on the same topic for a long time and been back and forth. And it might be a question number 25 that they might have the breakthrough or something really lands with them. And I think this has been one of the real benefits, the real beauties of having multiple coaches answering questions in that we all, we're all trained in the same way, but we all have different styles. We all have different ways that we might explain something or different analogies that we might use. And sooner or later, (laughs) it lands. And, and so I think that that is very noticeable to me that there are times when we just hear something immediately and it clicks and there are times where we have to keep asking and we keep we do say like it's totally okay to keep coming back with the same question like ask and mm-hmm. eventually you'll figure it out. Exactly. And I think, you know, especially people who are so used to having negative self-talk or beating themselves up will tell themselves a story that they shouldn't ask again, or they should already know this, or I can't believe I'm back at this same thing again. And, you know, we're always like, there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, it's been my experience that I circle back to the same things again and again. I'm sure it's been yours as well. Like, this is just how it works. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think maybe also they start thinking like, oh, the coaches are probably getting frustrated with me. And we never are. We never, never are. Because what we really understand is like being human is hard and human brains are, you know, sometimes a bit of a tough nut to crack. And so we are just there with you trying to help you, you know, in any way we can for as long as it takes. Yeah, it's almost the opposite. You know, I think when somebody keeps coming back and keeps being, keeps asking questions like you said this, but I didn't really understand that. And how do I, yeah, I'm always thinking, great. They're Mm -hmm. really trying to figure this out. Yeah. I'm like excited for them because I know like this is the kind of person who's going to be figuring this out. You know, she's here asking this, like, I am not worried about her. (laughs) She's going to get it. (laughs) All right. What's your next lesson learned? So something I think is, is important to talk about is this piece. And I know that you've talked about this in many different ways in the podcast, but that mindset is really what's going to matter when it comes to losing weight. And I think there can be a tendency and we see it in written coaching to get very focused on the details of what exactly I'm eating as opposed to the kind of bigger picture of how I'm approaching this whole process and what my mindset is when it comes to losing weight. Like we, we really answer a tremendous number of questions about food, which we're delighted to answer, but you know, we've answered maybe, I don't know, two or 300 questions about coffee, for instance. (laughs) (laughs) There's really a tremendous amount of of detail already in there. 
And you know, I think there's maybe the, this idea that it's it's something that's a bit easier to control. In to to think about to focus on the the fine details of what we choosing to eat is maybe an easier thing to manage than to be thinking about okay like what's my what are my underlying beliefs here what's my mindset what's really going on for me that is getting in the way of me persevering or is supporting me to do that I think it's also really familiar to focus on the details. Like every, you know, diet plan that I, your your weight loss program or whatever I did, it was so detail specific, you know, like, like, you know, even like my fitness pal app or whatever, like you just have to get like all the details, right. Super detailed. And the part that's really missing is that big picture mindset piece. And so it's, it's just like, what do we know how to do when we're trying to lose weight? Focus on, you know, exactly how to get the coffee right because right we're like convinced that it's the coffee that's going to make or break whether yeah. we get the results that we want and you know yeah. and, and we've seen this with some clients too where where you know they're like listen like it took me even you know uh, like going through Waldo and masters like it took a while for me to really deeply get on board with this idea that it is your brain, you know, which is fine because we're here for you for as long as it takes. But, but it's, it's, it is such a great lesson to share, right? Like when you find yourself getting stuck in those details or thinking those are the most important things, it's actually probably the opposite of that, that you should be focusing on. Yes. I mean, it's not that we don't want, of course, you, it's always great to ask those if you've got a query about whether you can have this food or whether this is a good idea. It's always great to ask those, but I think what what we're trying to communicate is that there are many different ways. There's probably a hundred ways that you could, a thousand ways in terms of what you actually put in your mouth to lose weight. But what's really going to matter is that the underlying beliefs and the underlying And that's what makes a weight loss permanent too, right? Because there are so many different ways you can lose weight and they will work if you're willing to do them the rest of your life. But most of the time we're not willing to do them the rest of our life. And we haven't really solved for the issue of why we were eating more than our body needed in the first place. So, well, so this should, is... should I just um, wrap up with one more? Or yeah, let's we... do one more. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I think this, this is one I wanted to mention because I, I think it's such a huge benefit of the, the Ask for Coaching Forum. And that's the power of community because we encourage clients to share their wins, their struggles, their breakthroughs. and there's just so much wisdom in there. There's so much that generosity in terms of people's shares and what what they found works for them. And I just think there's so many just amazing pieces of learning and wisdom that come up that way. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've certainly borrowed things. <laughs> for instance, <laughs> for instance, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing and I want to to kind of acknowledge this, but a client probably a year or so ago wrote in with a, an analogy that she uses and it was okay, when I have this idea that I'm about to 
you know, I'm about maybe I've eaten something off plan and then I'm like, well, hey, now we'll just write off the whole day and start again tomorrow. She said, it's kind of like you're drifting onto the chatter bars or the rumble strips, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. side of the road. Yes. And, and she's saying, OK, I'm on the rumble strip. So I may as well just drive into the ditch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought that was just such a wonderful analogy. And as I think helps so many people. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I just really wanted to use this as an opportunity to thank each and every client for the things that they have shared, because, you know, you've really been giving forward and thank you for Totally. Well, yes. Thank you to them. And, and I know they're all so grateful for each other. They get so much out of, uh, and even inspiration, right. From hearing when other people are succeeding and having success and, and, you know, there's, there is that sense of community. It's, I, we hear this again and again, where clients come in and they're like the biggest thing that like, one of my biggest takeaways is we are all working on the same things. And I thought I was the only one who struggled with this and that can make, it sounds simple, but it makes such a huge difference when you realize like, you know what? it's possible that nothing's wrong with me. (laughs) Like maybe nothing's wrong with me. It's, you know, just, I haven't learned what I needed to learn systems around me, make it more challenging, but I can totally succeed when I show up for myself and, and really allow myself to receive the help that I need. Absolutely. I love it. So, so good. And, you know, I just do want to touch on, you know, if somebody is like, well, this is all great, but you know, I can't join your program. So what do I do? You know, going back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode, you know, there's a lot that you can practice just by putting pen to paper or typing, although we encourage pen to paper if possible, just getting in touch with what's going on for you, you know, rather than focusing on so much on, or maybe solely on what you're eating and, you know, if you're snacking or not and all these different things, like making sure that you're valuing, understanding what is going on in your brain. What do you really think? What do you really feel? That connection is something that's going to be valuable no matter what. So we encourage you to not only give it a try, but I think sometimes we think, oh, I'll give it a try. I know for me, I'll be like, oh, I'll give it a try. I'll do it once or twice and be like, meh. Or I might even be like, that was good. I should do that again. And then I don't make sure that I do it again. And this is something that that we work on, of course, with our clients as well is how do we actually turn this into a practice, which doesn't mean that you have to do it necessarily every single day, but so that you understand the value and it's something that you, you want to be doing because you know how much it helps to move you forward in all the ways. So Emma, thank you so, so, so much for coming on. So much wisdom. You're such a wonderful addition to our coach team. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Katrina. This was fun. Appreciate it. Ready to start making progress on your weight loss goals? For lots of free help, go to katrinaubellmd.com and click on free resources.